Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with uh, Rajesh Ramand, the CEO and co-founder of Signified. How are you doing, Raj- How are you doing Rajesh? I'm doing really well, thank you. Good, thanks. Tell me a bit about your background. So uh, I am, as you mentioned, the co-founder and CEO of Signified. Prior to starting Signified, I was the head of emerging markets risk at PayPal. And prior to that, I was the head of risk at uh, FedEx. So I've been in the payments and fraud business now for about 15 years and uh, been running Signified for the past seven of that. And what does Signified do? So at Signified, we empower fearless e-commerce. Effectively, what that means today is that retailers end up having the fear of fraud. And because of that, they put in friction at the point of the customer experience, thereby making the customer experience degrade while also ending up losing their top line revenue. So what we do at Signified is we come in and tell them what is good and what's bad so that they can take away the the fear from their decisions and therefore take up a friction through that process, empowering them to make customers more successful and therefore grow their top line while reducing uh, the bad customer experience. Because I've seen in the past when I've shopped online, certain things, I want you to go through hoops to do things. And after a while, you're thinking, why am I shopping here if I can't get it? Seamless experience. That's exactly right. You know, the fear of fraud, what that means is that uh, if a card is credit card is stolen and somebody buys at one of the retailers, the retailer is on the hook for those purchases. And so they effectively have to make sure that they protect themselves and therefore they add all of this friction, friction in the case of asking you to type in a pin or putting that transaction into a human review, which takes a long time or turning away that transaction, therefore making the buyer go somewhere else to buy their product. And that is effectively the different kinds of friction that you see consumers being put through at this point. Yeah, so in the past, if you're shopping online and you're shopping in a foreign uh, website, and it, it knows that your your credit your debit or credit card isn't from uh, the country the website's based in, it takes longer to process it. You're correct. Um, billing and shipping addresses not matching sometimes are declined. High dollar value. Somebody who's never bought something for five thousand dollars before now ends up buying something for five thousand euros or pounds or dollars gets declined. Um, something that um, your the the IP address you're coming from, you could be traveling and having it shipped to uh, your house, but you're in a different country. And because you're in a different country, it could get declined. There are many reasons why people turn away transactions because they're afraid when in reality, uh, they're not actually bad people trying to buy these transactions. And also, I guess, if you're somebody who uses a VPN and it can't see your IP address, that's going to create a no-no, which sometimes shouldn't be the case. Correct. VPNs look like you're trying to block yourself so that you masquerade as someone else, but you could be using VPN at work and now you look like you're a bad user when actually you're not. Yeah. So how has global fraud in e-commerce changed since the early days of e-commerce? So when, (coughs) excuse me, e-commerce has been around for 20 years. Uh, Fraud is not new. It's been around for 10 plus years and, uh, and, and perhaps even longer. But what used to be the case was that 
um, retailers, because they ended up having to deal with the liability for fraud, started putting in traditional rules-based systems that detected if a particular transaction was good or bad. And these rules-based systems were pieces of software that retailers could buy and send their transaction information to the uh, to the rules-based system. And then they would hire people to write specific rules. And rules could be things like, hey, the IP address came from China, shipping to Vietnam at 2 a.m. in the morning, and it was greater than $1,000 in order value. And you would put that rule in there and just decline that transaction. Um, what happened with these rule sets was that the liability, obviously, if you made a mistake, was with the retailer. So there was a loss component to it. But also, you started having a lot of good people, as we just talked about earlier, getting caught in these rules and being rejected because of that. And then the third component was the retailer had to hire people to write these rules and then review these transactions manually, which had a cost expense to the retailer, but also had a, a degrading experience to the end user. And so that was sort of the old world of how retailers manage that. Yeah. When we started Signified, which was um, in the early days of Signified, you know, we were competing against this old methodology. And our view of the world was a retailer should focus on what they do best, which is to sell more of their product and make more of their product rather than being an expert in shipping, being an expert in fraud, being an expert in taxes. And so we said, instead of you writing a rule, we'll come in and sell you a system that will make a decision. We'll say this is good or this is bad. And if we say it's good and it ends up being fraudulent, we'll not only cover you for the cost of the product, but the shipping costs and any other transaction fees that comes with it. Effectively meaning that the retailer doesn't have to worry about the loss. They don't have to worry about decline transactions and sort of lost revenue. And there's absolutely no friction on the end consumer and you don't have to hire and spend expenses in reviewing transactions manually. That's sort of the old and the new world today. And I guess today now we've got all these websites that does reviews of products and, and uh, other people and companies. And also like people like Pile that tell you how good or bad a website is. If you've got a scenario where your website is so intrusive that when you want to buy something, it takes you too long to buy it, you'll see reviews telling you why not to go there. That's correct. <clears throat> Today, um, about 7 to 10% of all online e-commerce um, is dealing with lost revenue where people coming online get declined and they end up having to go elsewhere to buy things. Um, the overall e-commerce is not lost because you land up somewhere else and you buy it. But the individual retailer, because of the bad experience they offer, ends up losing that customer. And potentially, it's not just the lost revenue from that customer at that point in time. It's the lifetime value of that customer because now that they've had that bad experience with the retailer, they don't come back to buy from that retailer again. And you've just lost the lifetime value from that particular customer. And I guess the worst thing is if a review goes up online saying how bad experience was, that will spread and you'll lose more than one customer. That's right. Not only the lifetime value of that one customer, but potential buyers who, who read these reviews and say, well, I'm not going to come back there because they have a pretty terrible experience. Yeah, and I guess that you're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. You're reassuring companies that any financial costs that, are, that, are, that occur from anything that went wrong is our end, not year-end. Stick with us, we'll look after you. Correct. We have 
thousands of retailers across the globe. We work in 100 plus countries and we see billions of transactions that flow through the system. Over the years, the core of what we do is we pull all that information together and we use our algorithms and AI and machine learning sort of predict what is good and what is bad. And those algorithms get better over time the more data they see. So we're able to pull all that together and effectively help retailers make that prediction of what's good and bad better than what they can do themselves. And by doing that, we take out the friction for the retailers, but also enable them to sell more, not have to add that friction, but also reduce the amount they spend in their liability and losses that come with it. Now, you mentioned AI and machine learning. Are they become more important to help with you what you do best? Yeah, they've become um, really the cornerstone of um, what we do. And traditional AI and machine learning has become such a buzzword out there that, you know, every company talks about it being part of their transaction stack or in the, used in their products. But the key difference between what we do versus, you know, your traditional machine learning sort of solutions is that we actually have an ROI that is easily tied back to what we do. That is, we approve the transaction and we, we guarantee it effectively to say that our decision has skin in the game on our side. So the data over the years of having collected and transacted across countries and thousands and thousands of retailers allows us to fine tune and refine these things to be able to make the best prediction on a particular transaction for the retailer. Yeah, I guess because you spend years going through different kind of fraud scenarios, you can tell right away if it's falling or not, you have an idea what's, what's going to happen next. That's right. It's, it's, it's the, the, the large, large data sets allow you to make millions and millions and millions of um, predictions based on fine tuning. And we have over here in Belfast and, and globally a world-class machine learning team of data scientists and engineers <clears throat> that, uh, that continue to fine tune and build features on these algorithms that can predict what's a good and bad transaction. That's the core of what Signified does today. Now you opened up an R&D center in Belfast. Why did you choose Belfast? <laughs> Uh, it's a great question. You know, we're a Valley company uh, based out of San Jose, California. And as we started looking at global expansion, we started looking at various places in which we could set up shop. Um, and after doing a, a lot of research across the board, um, there were some things that really stood out for us about Belfast. Um, number one was the massive building culture that Belfast has. You, you know, they're not, they, the DNA over the years has been about building engineering uh, miracles that have stayed the test of time, but also have really got a long-term view of how they look at things as opposed to just doing short-term work. The second piece that was really interesting to us was not just a culture of maintenance, where we were saying, hey, we've built the product, we want a team of people who can review and maintain what we have, but we wanted a real product-centric culture that wanted to own things end-to-end -end and uh, was a core part of uh, the overall R&D organization within Signified. And, um, <clears throat> so when we looked around and sort of found this to be the strength, the next piece for us was just could we find the, not only the quality of talent, but the quantity, were there enough people that we could recruit because we were looking to get to 150 plus people here over a short period of time. 
Um, and so all of these factors for us was important in terms of making sure uh, that that it would work. And uh, we've been really amazed and uh, by, by the by the short term uh, efforts we've had to put in to be able to build this and the, the success it's already showing for us as a as a company. That's good to hear. And uh, I, I presume it wasn't that hard to find staff. Or was it hard to get the staff to come to come to you guys? Oh yeah, um, it, you know it's it's often the early stages are uh, important to seed the the team accurately, and we ended up bringing on Trevor, who's our engineering site lead, uh, early on to be able to help build the R and D function over here. And since then, uh, you know, once we once we did that and sort of got the right key folks in at the first level, then it started to roll and attract the right talent. We obviously established um, not just that early stage, but also our investment in establishing our our brand, um, focusing not just on universities but across the board and setting up the right name and culture over here that resonated with with the folks. So um, it's not been. It's not been uh, just you know cakewalk to walk in here and do it, but I think we've done it very methodically, and um, I think the team here, including the HR team that we put on the ground, have been extremely good at helping us scale up so quickly. And I guess you're you're going to be probably in the future hiring more jobs there as well, expanding more so. Yeah, so there are two kinds of folks that we were looking for. Signified is unique in that we're using a lot of data to make predictions, and it's not easy to, to kind of always find the talent here, but we're also focused not just on looking for existing talent, but also bringing in curious and really ambitious people to, to come in and learn quickly and expand and make this a training ground for a lot of core devs in the future. Outside of that, we're also growing our operations team because we have a core risk organization and investigations around chargebacks organization and support as well that are all end-to-end -end ownership of things here in Belfast. And to find out these current opportunities, you go to your website. Um, all of the opportunities are listed on signified.com under the carrier section and uh, everything active right now. I think we're hiring between uh, engineers, product folks, data science, um, manual review and operations and support with, with a lot of open positions right now that we're trying to fill. Anything else you want to add to the podcast? Oh, um, well, I, I just say that we're extremely excited about uh, having come to Belfast. It's been an amazing experience uh, getting set up and growing quickly. I think the opportunities and excitement of what's happening in this town and growing despite everything else in, in the political scene is amazing. And, you know, as we continue to scale, we expect this to be a big hub for us on the R&D side and, and operations over the next the next several years. So we're, we're excited about what we're seeing so far. Okay, thanks so much for that, Rajesh. Have, have, have a great day. You too, thank you very much. Bye.